Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Any successful leader or organization really tends to prioritize relationships first. That is something that I tend to pride myself on being good at. I always tell new members that when I joined YWA, I was really shy. I used to go to our events and just be so nervous, but I really started to harness the power of relationship building. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 323 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Lauren Kaufman. Lauren Kaufman currently serves as president of the Young Women's Alliance, YWA, an Austin-based nonprofit building a community that supports, empowers, and connects the next generation of women leaders. Through her work with YWA, Lauren not only ensures that the organization is growing strategically and continuing on its legacy, but also that members are changing their lives and gaining a seat at the table in the Austin community and beyond. Through her role as president, Lauren oversees 400 members, 16 board of directors, and 70 plus chair positions. As an entirely volunteer run organization, Lauren ensures that YWA is meeting and exceeding all parts of its mission by developing KPIs, strategically planning for the future of the organization, and ensuring that YWA continues to be an organization that connects and supports women in Austin. Through Lauren's leadership, YWA remains committed to being a diverse and inclusive organization where women in Austin feel welcomed and empowered. Most recently, Lauren added an additional role to the board of directors, VP of Diversity, Equity, and Belonging. On today's podcast, we'll be discussing empowering and supporting women to become leaders of future social change and how entrepreneurs can modify traditional nonprofit frameworks to inspire change. Lauren, thank you so much for joining us today. It's really fantastic to be speaking with you. Thank you, Andio. I'm really excited to speak with you as well. It's great to hear. So to start off, Lauren, could you please share a bit about your background and then what led to your work in social enterprise? Happy to. Growing up, I was fortunate to be raised by a family that was just always giving back to the community. It was really part of our DNA. And so I saw that and just knew that my life would probably be committed to doing the same. After I attended university, I went into the corporate world and I just didn't feel like I was living out my passion of giving back to the community. So I ended up moving to Austin, Texas about eight years ago. And I not only didn't have any friends or community, but I also just wasn't having any connection to giving back in the community. So I joined the Young Women's Alliance and I just became a general member. We're a membership-based organization. And I really joined it because they not only had 
community service opportunities, but they had leadership development, just a wide variety of things for women. I eventually became a board member and then I worked my way up to president. And I often tell our members, I never thought that would happen. I never thought I'd be president. But when you Mm. have a group of women that truly just empower you and they see something in you that maybe you don't see, things become limitless. I've been really lucky to serve in this position and help spearhead the organization and keep it moving forward. That's been my journey. Wow. Amazing background. And it's led you, as you said, you may not have expected it, but now you're the president of the Young Women's Alliance. And it's this amazing community empowerment organization, really helping the next generation of women become leaders and inspire change. So can you share a bit more about the organization itself, how it started and how it is creating these equitable outcomes for future female leaders? Happy to. So YWA was started almost 30 years ago, and it was formed by a few women in Austin who really didn't see any organization for young business women to get together and to learn from each other, just grow their networks and their skill set. It is a completely volunteer-run organization. Underneath me, there are 16 board of directors, and then underneath them, there's about 80 chair members. Almost 100 of us were running this entire organization, and it's truly a massive operation. As I mentioned, we're a membership organization. We actually have almost 600 members at this point. We've doubled in size this past year, which has just been incredible to watch. The way I look at the impact YWA has on women's lives is twofold. One, it's our members. So our members tend to be in their 20s and 30s. They tend to be career-focused. They're just looking for something more, something a little deeper. The majority of them have moved to Austin in the past couple of years. So they're looking for that friendship factor, but also how to build up their skill set. What we do for them is we provide them with a variety of different programs, workshops. We've done everything from Excel 101 to a fertility workshop, asking for a raise public speaking, mm. just all these things that you might not get in your full-time job. Because we have so many chair and board roles, we're giving these women real-life leadership development in a very low-pressure environment. I always tell people my first leadership role was the newsletter chair, and I had never in my life logged into MailChimp dot com nor created a newsletter but one of the women on the marketing team said you know what we really need some help and I think you'd be great at it so I did it and now I have MailChimp on my resume along with just all these skills that truly I would have never gotten in my professional career in my corporate job and so it's really amazing to see these women join and just blossom that's the membership side of things. Then we also are really focused on our impact to women in our community. For instance, we just awarded scholarships to five women who are just graduated high school and they're seeking higher education. Mm. We have a mentorship program for, I call them actual young women because they're elementary school, where our members mentor these elementary school women girls. And so we look at it as just, we're trying to make an impact within the people who join our organization, but we know the power of our volunteers is so much bigger. And so we're trying to stretch our impact 
financially in Austin and give our time and talent as well to women from underrepresented parts of Austin. Wow, there's layers and layers of impact there and to a variety of different sub-demographics of women Mm -hmm. in Austin as well. You guys are creating so many different avenues of change and it's really beautiful to hear you guys fulfilling your mission there. Obviously, you're a membership-based nonprofit organization and you guys have all of these support mechanisms that you've developed for your demographic, right? But if we're looking a bit more broadly to these organizations, whether they're governments or other nonprofits or maybe even really large corporations and businesses that are around in society, where are there opportunities for these organizations to engage more effectively with empowering women in the workplace and then also integrating and helping them get those equitable outcomes in society? It's a great question. As I mentioned, YWA is a fully volunteer-run organization, so I do have a full-time job in a corporate company, so I feel that I can speak to some of this. I think businesses and governments, any organization you're in, really have to understand that for women, and especially women from diverse backgrounds, the path to leadership comes with a lot of barriers. And it's going to look very different than it is for a white male, typically. I think understanding that journey, one thing I see a lot from our members that they're going through is they're in their 30s. So they're thinking about families and what does that look like in my career? Can I work be supported as a mother? I think one of the beautiful, there's not many beautiful things of the pandemic that occurred, but one is I think it opened this conversation for what women and mothers need in their careers. Just as an employer, understanding that women need to be supported in different ways and that's okay. It's a great thing. Really great insight there. And then obviously relating that to some of these huge events that we've had in the last few years really hits home, I'm sure, for a lot of our audience. So thank you so much for sharing that with us, Lauren. So if we're looking now towards, I would say that with your work in Austin and within the YWA, you see a lot of women creating their own businesses or organizations or nonprofits and trying to flow on and create more change. So observing these people And in your own experience, as well as rising up through the ranks of this organization and other philanthropic activities, what advice would you give perhaps to an entrepreneur who's hoping to address these social issues that are occurring on a global scale? You know, I think any successful leader or organization really tends to prioritize relationships first. That is something that I tend to pride myself on being good at. I always tell new members that when I joined YWA, I was really shy. I used to go to our events and be so nervous, but I really started to harness the power of, I don't like the word networking because I think it has a bad connotation, but of relationship Mm. building. I think in order to be successful in building any business, you really have to be open to learning from others, accepting that you don't know everything. And how can you lean in, build a relationship with someone and have them help you with this thing? I just don't think you can do it alone. I think sometimes our ego gets in the way, but when you're able to build those relationships and make them so much deeper than just the transactional, I think that's really where the success comes in. And we've seen this a lot within YWA. And I think that's a huge reason why we've doubled in size in the past year is We have these relationships within the Austin community, and it's more now about just 
deepening them, making sure the roots are really firm and that we're helping them and they're helping us. Absolutely. So true. Thank you for sharing that with our audience there, Lauren. So now if we're looking at other nonprofits, how can traditional nonprofit and philanthropy frameworks, how can they be adapted to enhance the social impact that they're creating? One of the reasons why I think YWA has been successful is, I've said before, we're an entirely volunteer-run organization. But when you really think about that, every single one of us has a full-time job. A lot of us have families, yet we're all so committed to this mission. And we've been incredibly successful. We've grown our net worth in five years, 400%. I feel like there is not a nonprofit in this world that would not want to be able to say that. (laughs) And I think a lot of it, most of us have for-profit backgrounds. And so we really run the organization like a true for-profit business. So thinking about different revenue streams, how can we leverage technology to the best of our ability, being an amazing brand awareness in the community, just all these things that it takes to run a very successful company we try to do within YWA. And so I try to think about it as if we're running a for-profit company, even though we're a nonprofit really interesting and that's a great piece of advice there for for anyone wanting to step into that nonprofit organization space and create their own social impact so thank you so much for sharing that we're moving into the end of our interview now lauren i've just got two questions left just to quickly find out about some other great resources and organizations so firstly what inspiring projects or initiatives have you come across that are creating a positive social change One thing I have to brag about one of my board members, I wouldn't be right if I didn't brag about my amazing team. Bit of (laughs) self-promotion, never hurt. (laughs) Exactly. She recently, so she's been fighting for access to menstrual products here Mm. in the Austin community. And listen, it's not a super sexy subject, but it's one that I don't think is even thought about. Mm. Personally, this just shows my privilege. I've never thought about, oh my gosh, People can't get access to these kind of things. Recently, she's been working with city council and they just passed the first ever free access to menstrual products in Austin public buildings. And so I just think that's really incredible. And she just started this on her own, fought really hard for it. And now it's passed and it's going to be really life-changing for women. Wow. That's really interesting. Is there a name for that project or initiative? It's Texas Menstrual Equity coalition. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that. The reason I ask is just that down in the description of the article. So once people have either listened to our conversation or they've read through the article itself, they'll be able to click on through to all of these enterprises and get some more information. So speaking of which, finally, to finish off, what books or resources would you recommend to our listeners? One book that really resonated with me is called Reality-Based Leadership. It's by Cy Wake. And it really takes a leadership approach of leading in reality. Oftentimes, not just when you're managing a team or a company, any relationship you have, it's so easy for us to make up these stories in our heads. The one example I always give is when my partner doesn't take out the trash the night before the dump truck comes. It's so easy in your head to create this story, or maybe you have an employee who 
has been withdrawn or something. And so in your head, you're saying, well, they just, maybe they don't like me. I'm a bad leader when in fact, they're actually going through something, but you've created this different perception of reality in your head. Anyways, it really walks you through the steps of living in the now and not creating these different realities. And so that way you can just be a more present leader. That's one leadership book that really resonated with me. And then I'm a really big of websites like Coursera, where you can take classes for fairly cheap. Anytime there's a skill that maybe I just feel like I don't know anything about, or I could brush up on. Great way to take a course. They tend to be pretty engaging and uh, you learn a lot. And I think none of us know everything and we can just continue to learn and push ourselves in new directions. Really great recommendations. As I said, all of those resources, books, initiatives, entrepreneurs, organizations, social causes, they'll all be linked in at the end of the articles. So people can either listen to our chat or have a read through the transcript and they'll be able to click on through to all of those and find out some more. So thank you so much for sharing that with our audience there, Lauren. And that brings us to the end of our interview today. I just want to say on behalf of Impact Boone, thank you so much for sharing your time with us. I know that it's quite late right now where you're positioned <laughs> in America. So it's just amazing that you've made the time to sit down and share your generous insights as well. No, uh, I really appreciate it. You've just got a wealth of knowledge to share with our audience and a lot of amazing activities. So on behalf of Impact Boom, we just want to wish you all the best in your future with YWA. And we just can't wait to see the work that you do and we can't wait to follow that journey. So thank you so much. Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.